Paul's been the senior minister at Holy Trinity Adelaide for forever almost. Now, how, how long, mate? How many years? Um, we joined the staff team at Trinity in 1988 and I became senior pastor in 93. And it's the only church, actually the only church really we've ever belonged to. We got converted, started going there in the late 70s, hang around until we went to Moore College for four years, went back on staff and we're still there. So that's, that's pretty well our history. Okay, Holy Trinity, um, yeah, all right, let me, let me ask the question. In terms of church planting, so you're senior minister there in 93. Uh, how long did it take you to kind of get uh, Trinity there, kind of G'd up, ready to go to plant the first church? Yep, we, when I became senior pastor, uh, the church had been working through the question of how to, how to take the gospel to Adelaide. The plan that was on foot at that stage was to uh, build a bigger building, bigger auditorium on the same location uh, with a view to that being a, a sort of a centre for, you know, for gospel work in Adelaide. Uh, when I became senior pastor, it didn't seem s- smart to me to do that at that point, uh, but we still wanted to get on with uh, evangelism and we'd essentially filled up the site that we're on. Uh, so we started talking. I started talking about church planting in 1994 and uh, at that stage, most people said, why, why would we ever do that? Uh, uh, because Adelaide, the thing you need to know about Adelaide, it's, it's a polite city, all right? Elliot and Sarah are nodding at this point, right? Very polite. Everyone is, uh, everyone's very polite. The thing you don't do is you don't uh, be impolite. And it's, uh, church planning is often seen to be impolite, especially in Anglican terms, because you, you start moving onto someone else's farm and they get out their gun and shoot you. You know, it's that sort of thing. Politely shoot Polite. you. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> With a smile on their face. But, you know, it's, uh, it's the way it works. So uh, there's a lot of... Why would we do this sort of feeling? We planted our first church in 2001. Uh, so it took a long time to build. That's eight years. Yeah, it took a long time to build to that point. And at that stage, I reckon maybe half, half our people thought it was worth giving it a go and half thought they'd sit back and see what happened. You know, it was a bit, yeah, bit is like that. that. Uh, is that Trinity Hills? Is yeah, we planted Trinity Hills. So we've, we've gone for a... Um, a planning strategy on a 20-minute perimeter from where we are. We're a regional church, city church, uh, drawing from almost every suburb of Adelaide. So we figured a 20-minute perimeter was a smart place to start planning Okay, churches. so eight years to plant the first one. Did it take yep. eight years for the next one? It took five years from church plant one to church plant two, and a change in culture had occurred. The first church plant have been effective in reaching new people with the gospel. So there are a lot of people who are saying, well, this, this was good. We probably should do it again. But there were still some people who thought, we, yeah, we've done it once. Why would we do it again? Uh, so, you know, it's just that you have to do it every time. The second one uh, got going at the, to the uh, southwest of Adelaide. So we went to the beach. Uh, and again, about 20 minutes, 25 minutes away. And that got going. We planted then two churches at the beginning of last year, 2010. One was to the, uh, uh, the northeast of the city. And then our first church plant in the hills planted further in the hills towards Melbourne. So we have the same strategy. We're planning to reach Melbourne uh, in due course. All right? We're just so, down the freeway. We'll be there in due course. So eight years, eight years, five years, three years you had twins. Absolutely. Uh, what are your plans for the next five, next five to ten? Yeah, the, what I've started to talk... What we've noticed is by the time we planted last year, the, two, the beginning of last year, everyone was saying, well, we're a church planting church, aren't we? You know, like the culture had changed over that, that decade and people were very much owning that sense of being about evangelism uh, through church planting. So 
With that in mind, I've started talking with the leadership about how we can uh, build our trajectory because it's, it's sped up and the culture, we're getting more robust. First time we planted, uh, it felt like uh, the people in the, the mother church that sent away uh, felt like they were dying when they sent the first group off. They'd sent uh, 70 adults and about 30 kids away and they were people with lots of get up and go. So all the people would get up and go, got up and left. Uh, and the people who were left behind had to step up, but they weren't the natural step-up people as much. And so we felt that pain, relational pain, energy you know, drop, that sort of thing. By the time we planted the second time, uh, we were much better equipped as a mother church when we planted. By the time we did it the third time, everyone was saying, well, that wasn't so bad, we could do that again. You know, that, that's changed. I started talking to the leadership about how we can plant uh, 20 churches in the next 10 years. Now, I don't know if we can do that, but it seems to me we ought to press the parcel and not presume we'll just do it every five years when we get around to it, but actually deliberately push the boundary. And, and, and it'll just force us to our knees, I think, if we have that sort of plan. So when I said that to the leaders, they all just sort of went, oh, you know. Uh, so you'd think they'd be used, used to be mine. Oh, I mean, I've been there forever, but uh, uh, they, they were just looking a bit tired. But then they, they picked it up and we're starting That's to That's a leader's that. job, really, isn't it? Exhaust just, people. Well, just no, <laughs> just keep setting the vision, keep stretching yeah. people. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's right. Yep. Okay. Now, you guys have been uh, married for how long? Long. T- I, always, oh. I always give this to Sue. I know when we were married, but Sue struggles with this one. Yeah, yeah. dates aren't my thing. Isn't that a bit of a role reversal? Uh, 31 years. Well done. Okay, 30, <laughs> 31 years. Now, um, I've got a question. Do you want to ask a question? No? Okay. My question is this. We're going to hear about... Um, you've got uh, there's three kids... Yes. All kind of growing, two boys, a girl. Yep. Yep. 24, 20, 22. Uh, 20. 20, 22, 24. Sorry, seeing numbers on my face. <laughs> yep. Okay. All, all even numbers. Yep. Quick question. How have you kind of worked out the ministry team thing for the two of you? So how have you, um, you know, kind of how have you tag teamed that over the years? Has that changed? Uh, it's okay. significant. A lot of couples here yep. wired up differently. Yep. Well, the interesting thing at Trinity, there's about 14 ministry couples, if you like, and everybody's different. Everybody's marriages are different and their roles are different within the the ministry uh, of the churches. So that's quite exciting because there's no one set thing. What we've done is, um, uh, and, and what we've said to ministry couples as they come onto the team, we want people to be passionate about God, um, really love and support their husband or wife, uh, and really keen to be ministering within the community in whatever way and whatever form that's possible at any time. So there's great flexibility. Some have, um, you know, BTHs, others have, you know, do things like, you know, run marathons. And, you know, there's such a range of personality and style. Some are up front, some, some aren't, um, but have other, you know, there's, you know, chefs, there's brilliant cooks, you know, all sorts of different things. So for us, um, one of the things we've really enjoyed doing over the years is talking through things. Uh, we're, we both were lawyers, so we're very talky um, and dreaming and scheming. And actually another couple, they didn't like doing that. Actually, he liked to have a break and not do it. So, you know, there's, there's no one right or wrong, but that's one of the ways I think um, Paul and I have supported and encouraged each other in ministry, so talking and dreaming and scheming. Uh, when the kids were little, um, I was um, uh, involved in um, 
uh, a lot of time with them. And actually, at that stage, I often felt like I was saying no to, in my mind, more exciting things. Now, that's not true, but that's what I felt. And I had to keep reminding myself that that wasn't true. Um, I was involved in starting up a women's Bible study group, um, various, you know, lots of hospitality. We love hosp having people in the home. Um, so it's, it's been a range, range of things, really. But thinking, praying, dreaming, scheming, um, probably one of the big things. Paul actually likes critiques of his sermon, so uh, we did that. And other couples don't. Yeah, you love know? it. Yeah, you seem to. <laughs> Perhaps not. Perhaps not. <laughs> no, I do. It's good. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So that's us, but um, but again, everybody here will be different, and there's there's great freedom. Mm. Yeah, work it out depending on how yeah. God's wired you up. 